Welcome to another episode of Same Cast Different Day Podcast. I'm Martel Rowland, and finally making her return back is Tina Marie. Hey guys, hey guys. So right now we're practicing our social distancing. Tina is at home, sadly, and I'm here all alone recording by myself. And you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, 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 I miss uh, the the interaction when we both in the same spot recording. It's so much better. I know. It'll, it'll be back. We'll, we'll make our comeback. Right. Uh, but before we get things started, I want to send a special shout out to Milwaukee's Best Music Group for providing us with the theme song for Same Cast Different Day podcast. So thank you, Milwaukee's Best Music Group, for that. So, to get things started, we want to talk about life under stay-at-home stay rules. Although, that hasn't really applied for me and Tina, per se. Nope. Unfortunately, we both have to... We're essential employees, so we both go to work on a regular basis and be slaving our lives away. <laughs> I know, I've, been, I've been telling people that I've been trying to... Even with the whole stay-at-home thing, I've been trying to... Um, make make myself seem like make life seem as normal as possible and it's been hard it's been hard for you it's been real hard like it's been times where i just want to go out and have a drink and then realize i can't go out and have a drink so then i get mad oh my goodness <laughs> or, or like how i wanted to do friend time and and go to walmart and meet in the wine out you know what's crazy even mary agreed to meet in the aisle she said we can uh just drink the wine don't even bring our own wine we could just drink the wine out the uh the wine out at walmart yeah so i was <laughs> the only person with some uh voice of responsibility in that whole shenanigans there i don't know i was just walked into that i don't even know where that <laughs> came from <laughs> because i had wanted to because I had wanted to do friend time so bad and couldn't do it. Oh, well, we couldn't go nowhere. It's so the only place I thought of was Walmart. <laughs> we were just going to meet up at Walmart and just drink wine in Wine Owl. Yeah. Yes. So who was on the other side of jail if we all was in jail? You've got the 30 year old. What? Okay, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you got the 30 year old. So, first of all, I don't know if they know or not, my, the quote-unquote 30-year-old is my 15-year-old son. 30. Who, who Martel Rowland feels like he's a 30-year-old, 30-year-old, because he sounds like he's 30 years old. Because he is 30. And he, so we, he, I'm he, not going to put that type of responsibility on my 15-year-old. See, this is why I have to be the voice of responsibility out the group. Y'all really was going to send us for a, a wild loop going into Walmart out of all places. Come on. Now. I mean, Come on. I'm just saying. I can't go to Walmart. I can't, I can't deal with the, the, level, the level of ignorance sometimes. I come in contact with people there. I can't do it. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, eventually we have, you, we got to get this driver thing down packed with him so that way when I can't drive home because I'm drunk, he can come get us. Oh my goodness! You know what? See, no, he's not going to be the designated driver either. Like, <laughs> no, 
We gotta think of something, cause, cause even during the whole stay at home thing, I told, I don't know, uh, I still want to send another message to La Fuente. He's like, please, just let her drink a pitcher of margaritas outside the, the restaurant or something. Right, he said, let me go sit outside <laughs> with these umbrella by myself. Just, just leave a pitcher of margaritas out there for me. Although I did go out to, I went to El Fuego's and got a uh, a cup of margaritas from them, and it wasn't so bad. They you get, they give you the little margarita mix, and they just they put you a little shot of tequila on the side, and you just pour it in your cup once you get home, and it was it was actually pretty good. Oh, that's that's quite interesting. That's quite interesting. So I I can say I have been amazed at how a lot of businesses have um, changed the way they operate to be able to still operate underneath the whole paper at home thing. It's just kudos to them and their um, level of creativity to, to continue to give people what it is that they want. I don't give kudos to those people who has to been to have businesses that uh, wants to reopen completely and don't know how to keep people safe from catching the coronavirus. I don't give them kudos at all. The people. Yeah, so guy in particular who was very adamant about reopening I guess he has a set of restaurants in different um, locations around Milwaukee County and he I believe once um, um, the governor had extended it to the end of May he became praise Lord irate. Do you know what I'm talking about I, I didn't hear this story yeah, um, so he became a little irate and, you know, was just like making declarations that he was going to open back up on the 1st of May and he felt like that he could do it safely and they were going to put measures into place where everybody was going to remain safe and so on and so forth. And, um, like, shortly after that, <laughs> I was reading an article in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel where they had dug up basically some on some pending charges against him. Um, wow. That, are, <laughs> that have been put on hold because, you know, how the court system is going right now. Right. So, um, but then probably about uh, earlier this past week, I read another article stating that he decided not to open his restaurant, and that was because um, the district attorney had could not guarantee that he basically wouldn't be forfeiting his licenses and stuff for his, his places of businesses. And I'm just like, duh. Like, I don't know why people feel like that they're above the law. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. And I don't know why people feel like that the whole safer at home order is like why they're taking it so personally. Like, this is put into place to help the masses of people. No, mm -hmm. it's not specifically a shot against you or that they're trying to take away your livelihood. Like, you're not the only one affected. Or your rights. It's, right. It's a ton of people that are out of work, that have small businesses, that still um, are standing firm, that they're going to be safer at home. Like I said, we have a lot of businesses that have come up with ingenious ideas that are continuing to serve their, their customer, their clientele in um, creative ways. And I don't understand why these people can't 
do the same thing, but instead mm-hmm. they want to they want to um, put together these large protests. Mm-hmm. And I'm just over it. I'm just over it, you know. And me being a nurse, um, even though I don't work in a hospital, and I'm right now, I'm like very fortunate that I don't have to work in a hospital mm-hmm. um, because that within itself would be overwhelming and just to see people just just to me behaving ignorantly and being selfish um, it probably would really grind my gears right. my, patience, my patience isn't the best so I don't know how I would handle a situation <laughs> like that I said the hospital said at first when this whole thing hit the hospital that being in the hospital it was it was crazy it was nothing like every like everything was being planned at the last minute and it was just chaos at first but now and everything is under control it's a lot more better being in a hospital setting now that it's not like I feel like the TV lied a lot about um you know the coronavirus how serious it is in the state of wisconsin like it's serious but they try to make it seem like we're at the point where we were like new york serious like how they was turning okay. state fair into a hospital i'm like the hospital i work at is pretty quiet so this is the thing so for one new york has um the largest amount of confirmed cases right. in any country in the world just new york by country not just any state any country in the world and then number two the ideal is not to overwhelm your mm-hmm. hospital so that's why they put the safer at home um, at, um, in place so that you wouldn't become a New York and have like have to like um, resort to using safe care or I know after uh, I used to work at UWM and after they cleaned out the residence hall um, that was somewhere else that the National Guard was looking to put people mm-hmm. that were recovering just in case they needed it. So they were um, preparing ahead of time, which is a great thing, um, but because um, we put the Safer at Home Act in place and then extended it, it allowed the um, healthcare system mm-hmm. to manage, you know, what we got going on now. That is true. So I'm really happy that, you know, to hear that it's quiet there. That's what we want. But you don't want a large amount of chaos, which was happening at first. Yeah. You know? so, like I said, your thing has quiet down. Like I said, we still have, you know, COVID-19 positive patients there. But, like, it's not as crazy as it was at first, like some units that was converted into a COVID nineteen floors, one of the ICUs is no longer a COVID nineteen floor because okay. we're seeing a drop in numbers, and that's due to the stay at home thing. But then at the same time, now that it's getting warmer, and we have all these protesters that's been out, and some of these businesses still operating, even though they're not supposed to be operating, we're still seeing that increase in numbers. Uh, I believe earlier um, this week. Like early this week or the end of last week, um, I think we because of the protesting and everything going on, we had saw almost uh, a rise in two thousand positive uh, COVID nineteen cases here in Wisconsin, and bringing our total, I believe we're almost at eight to nine thousand 
cases here with um i think with 3000 recovering and almost 400 400 passing away I can, I can see for some people like some people who for who can operate and you know do it safely and open it and better operate the business I'm all for it but if some of these people you know are going to be lazy about the whole situation and just like just open it up and just trying to operate as normal those are people who need to remain closed in my personal opinion yes I agree with you and you know it's going to take a large amount of cleaning and disinfecting on a regular basis, like once every hour, wiping down mm-hmm. all hard services and things like that. Um, and I feel like some businesses already couldn't commit to this mm-hmm. unless they clean it. <laughs> I mean, because cause like, for me, I think like like what you're saying, like how you how wipe down the surfaces and stuff, I was like, if nail shops and like hair salon was to reopen, they sh- it should be no waiting area. Like you show up five minutes, five minutes before your appointment to get in, and then allow that person or whoever who, to whoever that person who's going to you're going to go see in them time to um, you know wipe down their station or whatever and sanitize everything before you come in. So like only people who should be in the salon is the people who's doing the hair or the nails or getting them or receiving them services. Nobody in the waiting room, nothing like that. That's how I don't think it should so, be. So that's a good idea. So I work in a, do- a plasma donation center. And what we're doing right now is um, we have people come to the door. You get your temperature taken at the door. We take down your name, your number. And then we have you sit in the car. And we call you to come in when there's an open bed for you to go on. So there is no waiting. You come straight in. You stand behind hmm. your hands at the door have your temperature taken again you go to the bathroom and wash your hands then you go straight to we have kiosks where the donors have to answer a set of questions before they, every donation then they go straight into the screening booth get screened and go straight to the bed and then that allows us to um, sanitize behind them as they're going through the process mm-hmm. yeah. so I think that's um, yeah I think that was pretty cool how they came up with that um, now, if other businesses do the same thing, like you said, a hair or nail salon, barbershop, things like that, it would be cool. You can operate safely, but that's the thing. You have to stay dedicated to that cause. Now, for us, it's not as hard to keep up with something like that because we work around blood products already. Right. So we already have to stay clean like that. So, yeah, I think it can be done, and I really feel like once we start to slowly reopen the state, that, that certain measures like that should be required. And if they deviate from it, then, you know, they should start to issue fines that can lead mm-hmm. up to the establishment being shut down again. I totally agree with that. Yeah, the, right. Y'all got a better process than we do because all they do is have somebody sitting that's interested. Like, hey, are you experiencing any of these symptoms? All you got to do is say no. Like, they be like, okay. And then you just walk about your day. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But the way that we, because we screen you, so every time you come in and donate, even before this, we screen you. We did a set of vitals on you before you even go to the bed, mm-hmm. and we're we're FDA regulated because it's a um we make medications out of the plasma, so the FDA has strict sets of rules that the temperature can't be no lower than this, no higher than this. Your 
go back there. So oh, wow. I feel like I feel like that is what kind of saves our employees from getting sick and the rest of our donors from um, getting sick. So right. we haven't had anybody that I know of come in and say they have they have tested positive. Um, haven't seen a large amount of people coming in with high temperatures, haven't um, experienced any dry cough, like no, even before this, that cold, before the pandemic, we turned you away. Right. So y'all got stuff. I said y'all got stuff way better than us. Like when I had one over to the the other hospital, so I had to go make a delivery over there. They uh, took my temperature, and almost didn't let me through because my temperature was like a ninety three point something. Okay. It was like yeah, well, we, uh, our cutoff is one hundred point four. One hundred point four. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that right there it's, is uh, it's a little high. what we consider to be an actual fever. So, like, yeah. not anything 99 in that area is, like, a low-grade fever. Mm-hmm. But it could, it could indicate any number of things. Right. So, oh. so. Yeah, so I'm happy y'all taking them precautions. Although, uh, since we don't let visitors into the hospital no more, well, only way they let visitors in, unless it's the uh, end-of-life situation... And even at that time, they only allowed two people to come. And um, after a major surgery, like a a heart transplant or like a brain aneurysm, they went in and tried to cut out the stuff. You know, they they let uh, somebody come in, but they only let them come in for an hour. And after that, they have to leave. Okay. Okay. So, and then for the people who just... At least they're allowing their loved ones to see. Right. And then for the ones who like just can't have visitors at all, they uh purchase tablets so now they can do uh like uh FaceTime or the video chats. Okay. Yeah. From their yeah, hospital room. That. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. That's just today. Now, with that being said, mm-hmm. um I have seen an increase um in people creating their own masks to wear. Um, because everybody as everybody knows we had a shortage in PPE. That's um, personal protective equipment um, in every hospital healthcare setting. Um, so now people are starting to wear their own masks. Mm-hmm. Now, I, um, me being a nurse, um, it's my job to educate people um, on different aspects. So I went on the CDC website, and they have constructed some, um, I feel like it's pretty good, useful info about Carrying in um, wearing these cloth, cloth masks that people um, have on now. So I just want to go through a few things I'm really quick. Now, wearing a cloth mask is not a replacement for social distancing or washing your hands. So we want to remind everybody to please six feet or um, further apart and washing your hands with soap and water or alcohol-based hand sanitizer. Now, non-PPV Non-PPE face mask protects others from you. It does not protect you from people that are positive COVID-19, okay? A lot of people don't understand that. They want to wear the mask because they feel like that it will protect them from getting sick. That is not the case. It's going to protect other people around you from any possible symptoms that you have. Uh, that you may not know that you have, okay? 
So the general use for these um, cloth masks, um, the CDC suggests that the use of cloth masks in public settings where social distances measures are difficult, like i.e. where you are less than six feet from other people. So they want you to wear them in those instances so you don't get everybody else sick. Uh-huh. Uh, now, reusable cloth face masks are not intended as PPE for direct patient care or when providing care for a COVID-19 patient. So people should still be wearing the, the surgical mask and the N95 mask. Now, I've mentioned um, people in the hospital where they have the face shield, the N95 mask, and then they have a mask on top of that. Uh-huh. Okay. So now, with that being said, you have to properly put these things on. Okay. I've seen a lot of people wearing masks incorrectly. So you that always want to clean your hands first. Okay. Then you always want to make sure that um, your mask doesn't have any holes or rips. You always handle your mask by the ties or the ear loops. Do not touch the part that actually goes on your face. Okay. Always remember which side is the front. I hate what people wear inside out. That bothers Um, me so much. Right, that's what I'm saying. And when you try to tell them they got it all around, they get mad. But you know, true. Um, so you always want to put place the mask on your face. Um, the ones that look like surgical masks are gonna have a little metal, um, like strip where the nose is supposed to go. So you kind of like pinch it. And flatten mm-hmm. it out, and it holds it in place around your nose. Um, I hate you, when people don't pinch it either. <laughs> yeah, it's just loose, right? So then you, after that, you place the loops around your ears or the tie um, at the back of your head, and then I'm sorry, or tie the top tie high on the back of your head and the bottom securely at the base of your neck. Okay, mm-hmm. so. After that, you make sure that the mask covers your nose and mouth with the bottom <laughs> edge of your chin. Don't just put it on your mouth. You have to cover everything from your eyes to your chin. The bottom of your eyes to the bottom of your chin, okay? Or it's not working. And make sure you, it, it fits correctly. Don't get a small mask if you got a big face. Don't get a big mask if you got a small face. It's not going to work, okay? Now, while wearing a cloth mask, avoid touching the mask. Do not move it um, on or off your face, chin, neck, or forehead. So when people walk around these masks and they pull them down and have them down at the bottom of their chins and then pull them back up, no, don't do that, okay? Every time you touch in the front of your mask, you have to clean your hands again, okay? Gotcha. It's a must, or you're just spreading things around. Now, when you get ready to take it off and store it, you always clean your hands first. Don't touch the front of the mask. You always take it off by the tie strings or the loops that go around your ears, okay? Um, after you take them off, while you're still holding up the ear loops or the ties, you put it in a clean paper bag. You wash your hands again, and you put the paper bag with the mask up, okay? So... Sanitizing. Yes, you have to wash these. Wash it every day after use, okay? Clean the mask in a washing machine using your normal detergent in hot water, then tumble dry on low, okay? You can also wash 
the mask wearing dish gloves using your normal detergent or mild soap and hot water. Once washed, hang dry if a dryer is not available. So I felt like um, that was some interesting stuff. Um, we can stay protected. People just follow simple directions. Um, I know a lot of people don't have access to being educated properly. Um, so I do, even though people get mad at me and I tell them they wearing stuff wrong. <laughs> um, you can get mad at me if you want to. You know, maybe uh, word of mouth. You'll see somebody else that's not wearing it correctly and you tell them that it's not correct and teach them. Okay? Each one, teach one. All right. <laughs> Oh, just like because it'd be bothering me to be looking at people wearing their masks. Like, you got all, all this stuff in public to go out here and to shop, and you don't even wear the mask correctly. Not at all. Although, I'm Not one of those all. people, I don't wear a mask at all when I go out in public. I don't either. I don't either. Cause, so, and I mean, that's just my own personal choice. Right. And that, for me, it's just the fact that I'm at work a lot. So, yeah. when I'm at work, I gotta wear a mask the whole entire time I'm at work. So, like, I saw this meme on Facebook, and they talking about, like, wearing, like, healthcare workers and stuff. They finally get off of work, and they can take that mask off, and they have an air gas on. That's what I be yeah. having at the end of my shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, people don't understand the relief of taking that thing off. So, then when I leave work, I'm not putting on no mask. So, like, I'm sorry. Y'all need to protect yourself for me. Y'all got on y'all mask. That's cool. Stay over there. You know what? I'm happy. Just don't just don't sneeze on me and I am perfectly happy. I don't need to have on no mask. I'm happy. Thank you. There's a lot of people say, well, they'll look at me crazy. Like, I'm the odd world for not wearing a mask. Right. I mean, it's not too many places I go anyway because I be so tired. So I go to work and I come home. Um, like like we were discussing earlier, earlier I'm a little bit bougie and I have my groceries delivered. So, <laughs> <laughs> I still I still like going to the grocery store. I never like going to the grocery store, and um, and a little F uh, Y I I like I didn't. I, <laughs> that's probably because you you grocery shop. You grocery shop on the north side. I grocery shop on the south side. So my experience is a lot more pleasant. It is. You know, it's just, I guess it's just my time and my dedication. I love to eat, but I hate the grocery shop. Um, Always tell people, like, I hate shopping on the, uh, the north side of town. Not only that, but the prices are outrageous and the wait times in the stores true. are ridiculous. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't been I, nowhere lately. Now that I think about it, it's, I went last time I went to the grocery store was like two weeks ago. Other than that, I haven't been nowhere. And see, I I think I only go to the gas station like once every two weeks. Also, like I don't I don't even really go to the gas station. Like I just mm-hmm. go like, oh, okay, I ain't went in two weeks, even though I'm not running out of gas. Let me go put some more gas in here. I go when I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Or it or just get to that point where I just like have to go because I hate going to the gas station and buying gas. So yeah. pe- so they even uh baby baby bop 
would be at work fussing. They'd be like, dude, just go buy some gas. Like, no, I don't feel like stopping. I just want to go home. <laughs> like, my thing. Right. Like, my thing still says I have 49 miles to I ran out of gas. <laughs> so I am going to work this 49 miles. <laughs> Because I hate it so much. <clears throat> Alrighty. Yeah, and I'm be like some touching the gas pumps either. But, but I'm I'm bougie now. I'm bougie now. Pay at the pump though. I've not been inside of a gas station in so long. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh, God. Alrighty. Alrighty, we're gonna <laughs> wrap up this episode. Uh, I want to thank all you guys for listening to this episode of Same Cast Different Day Podcasting. Just a reminder to please, please subscribe and um, make sure you leave us a rating because that helps us get the podcast out there and it just helps the podcast out. So, so far on Apple Podcasts, we have a five-star rating so far. And right, yay! And we are available now on iHeartRadio for all the iHeartRadio users out there. Um, so don't forget you can follow the podcast on Facebook, which is Same Cast Different Day Podcast. You can follow it on Twitter and Instagram at at SCDD Podcast, and you can follow me, Martel Rowland, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Martel Rowland. Oh, that sounds so easy. Um, I'm on. At Tina Marie Catholic, and I'm also on Instagram and Twitter at underscore underscore T I N A A M A R I E. Wait, I thought you was under Nurse Bay, was one of them. I told everybody Nurse Bay when I was on the other podcast doing an interview. So, my handle is those two names, but on like the name of it, you know, like Name, uh, yeah, name. right. Right. Okay. I had to see him. Yeah, figure it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will see you guys on the next episode. <laughs>